Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more. Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Closo, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgons, and joining us now from GoPowerCat.com, and of course, Preps KC as well, is uh, Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, uh, you've, you've taken some uh, out in the Kansas looks the last few weeks, and now you're going to be back in the Metro this week. And uh, let's just kind of break down Class 5 and Class 6, and then we'll get to your game uh, there at the end. But uh, when you look at 5A, you've got Blue Valley Southwest, who's playing really well, going to Mill Valley, who that looks like they haven't missed a beat, and then DeSoto and St. Thomas Aquinas. And I'll start there. Not surprised that St. Thomas Aquinas got a win there. I'm surprised at the way DeSoto went down to Pittsburgh and shut them out. That's a good win for DeSoto team that's young and has gotten better all season long. I still like Aquinas in that game, but I, that says a lot about where DeSoto has come this year. Yeah, I mean, that that is arguably the, the biggest surprise, at least really not just in the East, but in all of 5A um, from last week. I mean, to go down to Pittsburgh, lengthy road trip, a Pittsburgh team that – you know, I talked about last week as having at least two guys that are probably looking at, at FBS futures in Jackson Turnbull and Caden Barber. And not only do you score 31 on them, you blank them at, at <laughs> home, 31 to nothing. Um, and again, you know, that's a Pittsburgh squad that I know had, had played Baser Linwood fairly competitive at the end of the year. Um, that is possibly a, a momentum kind of game that DeSoto can swing into this week when they host St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, you know, at the same time, you know, you say that Dion and here's St. Thomas Aquinas starting to <laughs> kind of find their rhythm too. They go and, and beat uh, what was a really strong Spring Hill squad, at least this year. Um, obviously Spring Hill hadn't been really challenged the way that they were last week and, and it got the better of them, but nevertheless, you know, a, a Spring Hill team that was playing with a lot of confidence going into that game. And so for Aquinas to win 35 to seven, really good win for them. And then top of that bracket, you know, Blue Valley Southwest, uh, we were talking about how much of a test and uh, what kind of kind of scale, I guess that would put Blue Valley Southwest on if they could beat Topeka Seaman. I think it really proves again, you know, the job that Anthony Ork does late in the year, uh, getting the T-Wolves ready. They've kind of been doing this the last several years and, is this the year that they can kind of get over the hump and, and get into the state semifinals? Mill Valley is rolling. Um, but again, you know, Southwest will not be intimidated because of the schedule they see year in and year out in the EKL. So that one, that one's another interesting one. I still like Mill Valley on the top and I like St. Thomas Aquinas on the bottom to set up kind of that rematch that we've been seeing every year in 5A. Ryan, if you don't mind, let's go back for just a second. I want to ask you about DeSoto. What impressed you about the DeSoto offense last week or this season? Well, I was going to just say this season, you know, I haven't been able to get out there and see him a whole lot, but it was a DeSoto team coming in coach that I didn't really expect a whole lot out of simply because of how much they lost last year. I mean, these, this was a team that sent numerous guys on to play college football. And I can't, I think the belief was kind of that they would take a step back and yet here they are continuing to put up really strong numbers uh, and doing it, you know, again, as Dion said, with kind of a younger core. And so uh, yeah, for me, again, you know, having not seen them, I can't talk a lot in specifics, but uh, just the way that they've been able to 
churn games out and, and, you know, learn from their losses, because again, they're, they're, they're only six and three, um, which again is a stronger probably showing than I expected from them this year, but uh, you know, they're not undefeated by any means, but I think they've, they've done really well by learning from some of their mistakes and, and, you know, capitalizing on them as the season has wore on. Well, I think if you look at the second half of their game against Spring Hill, they got down 28, nothing. And then really uh, played them 14, nothing in the second half. That defense is kind of, that's where that defense kind of got their feet underneath them. I always felt like their offense, Tyler Schultz is up, would, would click at Flexbone when you got younger players. It takes a little while, but they've been running it for so long. They got it going. But the defense is what has, has gotten better, and they'll be tested against Aquinas. There's no doubt. All right, let's move on to, to 6A. And, uh, you know, I like Shawnee Mission Northwest. I did not think they were going to hang 63 points on Olathe West. They put the pedal down. Uh, Maliko Adis, five rushing touchdowns. Here's a guy as a junior – who's inching up on a thousand yards rushing and almost 700 yards receiving. Um, if they get a couple more games, he's a guy that could jump into the Simone uh, conversation, but he's, you know, Blake reader, their quarterback is playing well. Jack Milan, the receiver had a big game. Shawnee mission Northwest is a team that get blue Valley West who beat blue Valley. That's a dangerous team right now. Um, I think they're a team that could, that could be any of the other three teams left. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> Yeah, and and forgive me if you guys have been, but I know me personally, maybe you know I haven't been giving Bo Black enough credit for possibly Coach of the Year. Oh yeah, uh, on the Kansas side anyway, because uh, nobody expected them to be at this stage. You know, having lost Ty Black and a number of other guys from that sensational team last year, so the job that Coach Black has done with Shawnee Mission Northwest to be seven and three. Um, hosting um, a quarterfinal game here or, or, you know, sectional, I guess, as they call it um, with Keisha. I mean, that's that, nobody expected this. And again, like you said, I think they're also kind of a team that nobody really wants to play right now <laughs> um, just because they have really found something offensively uh, to score 62 against Wyandotte and follow that up with 63 against Olathe West. Um It'll be interesting to see that game. I know on paper it doesn't hold a candle to the one that I'll be at from the top half of, of that bracket. But, you know, Blue Valley West has really proven that to be a tough out. Uh, and not just because they beat an eight and one Blue Valley team last week, but they have been competitive all year long. Josh Korkemeyer's done a terrific job. Uh, they've got a, a lot of kind of underrated individual players, yeah. individual talent, but I think their, their defense has been what's probably impressed me most here late in the year. Um, you know, the way that, that they have handled, you know, Shawnee Mission, North, uh, Shawnee Mission West, excuse me, a lot, only allowed 18 points. And then to hold a Blue Valley team uh, to 28 points last week, and in addition to the fact that the Tigers got ahead, and then that defense really locked down, especially against uh, a really vaunted, talented Blue Valley rushing attack. To do that, I think that gives them a lot of confidence heading into the Shawnee Mission Northwest program that, like I said, uh, an offense that has really been rolling. So when I see that game, to me, if, if the Jaguars can do what they've been doing defensively, uh, I think that that might be all that they need to maybe push themselves into a state semifinal berth because I think Blue Valley West is, is really playing strong football right now. 
I think the thing that's helped China Mission Northwest more than anything else is their quarterback, Blake Reeder. He played all the time last year. It just wasn't at quarterback, but he has a lot of game experience and he just wasn't comfortable week one being the quarterback. And I think he's grown in that position uh, as the season's gone along. He's doing a great job for him. Well, and that's why I said, you know, it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to watch kind of what kind of contest he has, because I know the Blue Valley West defensive line, Jaden Mayfield's a guy that I saw over the summer, really good individual talent. They've got a young sophomore that I know starting to get uh, some looks uh, as a defensive end as well. That defensive line um, for Blue Valley West has, has been kind of their strong suit of the defense. And so seeing how uh, they pressure reader, seeing how they can, try and win the line of scrimmage will be a big indicator early on in that game of kind of who's going to have the advantage. And then on, on the blue Valley West side, you know, Gage Roach is a guy that for them under center that I think has had a lot of experience himself uh, in a similar way to, to Blake reader and maybe a kid that, that gets overlooked a little bit in the EKL, but uh, again, a guy that's got some experience that I wouldn't expect to be rattled in this type of uh, this type of stage. All right, before we let you go, your game, Olathe North and Blue Valley Northwest. And I think about three weeks in, people thought that these two teams might see each other, didn't know where it would be. But uh, there's a good chance that they could be the last two, but the bracket shook out this way. Noah Palmer, good dual-threat quarterback. Mikey Pauley, good dual-threat quarterback. Um, they both are dynamic. They both got good defenses. They're both physical. Uh, this game this game could be one of the best of the season, no matter what side of the state line you're on. Yeah, and I mean, no disrespect to uh, the seasons that that Lawrence, that Lawrence Free State had, that Blue Valley had, um, but I think if if we go back to early on in the seasons, certainly after I watched Blue Valley Northwest uh, get the season opening win against Blue Valley, and then followed that up, I think a week or two later, watching Olathe North beat uh, a very tough Lawrence Free State team, it was etched in my mind that these were the two best teams in, in the east side of, of the state in 6A. Um, and I think that includes even if Free State and Lawrence were in this east side of the bracket, we know they're not. I still think these are the two most talented, complete teams in 6A on the eastern half. Blue Valley Northwest, uh, obviously Mikey Polly will be a guy that uh, Olathe North's defense will target and circle all night long. I mean, if you take Mikey Pauly out of the out of the uh, the game plan, it, it really changes and affects the dynamic of the Blue Valley Northwest uh, offense. Now, of course, that's a lot easier said than done because really nobody's <laughs> been able to do it. But I think it if you can kind of take at least one area uh, of him away, and I think it's probably him on the ground. That seems to limit, you know, Grant Stubblefield's been terrific. They're running back. And obviously Mikey can throw it around a little bit, but I really do think if you can at least try and make him one dimensional and take his ability to scramble and get outside of the pocket away, which Olathe Norse defense with their skill position guys and the speed that they have in the front seven, I think they should be able to do that. Then it becomes interesting to see can Clint Ryder uh, and this Blue Valley Northwest staff orchestrate enough offense um, to keep up with Olathe North, because I do think Olathe North's offense, Dion, I don't know if they get enough credit. You know, you no, mentioned, I don't think they do. <laughs> you mentioned Noah Palmer, but I mean, Jacob Parrish is easily the, one of the most athletic and electric players that, that I've seen on offense this season. Aquantes Love is a guy that does not get, you know, no pun intended enough yeah. of um, for what he does out of the backfield. He's a very tough guy to stop. 
And they've got other guys. And like I said earlier in the year when I saw them, they're able this year to throw it around a little yeah. bit more. They're not just run, 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 run. Um, so I, I really think this is going to be a, a fun one. I do think it'll be competitive. Uh, and I think that, you know, again, we talked about Blue Valley West, Shawnee Mission Northwest playing with a lot of confidence. I do think, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately for them that this this winner with Northwest and North is going to be uh, the the probably the winner will go on to the state finals. Is it going to be a shootout? I really don't think so, Coach. I, I think that it's going to be one of those games that, um, you know, it, maybe low 20s. Uh, I think maybe even under the 20s. I, I think this is going to be a defensive matchup, uh, one of those games that, you know, will frustrate offenses and it's going to be kind of gamesmanship of who can kind of correct their mistakes at the break and, um, I don't want to say who has the ball last, but really just kind of one of those games where, like I said, who can adjust on the fly to what the other team is doing and, and just punch one in one or two in, in the third or fourth quarter, that, that might, might be all you need. Yeah. I, I, I think it's may look a lot like that. At least on the North, uh, Ray Peck game I was at last week where both teams can score, but it was, tw- you know, 14, 13 midway through the fourth quarter and a, a tough physical battle. Well, Ryan, it's going to be, this is probably the best week of football there is. <laughs> just in terms of number of games and competitive games on both sides of the state line. And we've got good ones this year. And, and, you know, sometimes when you don't have just unbelievably dominant teams, that's when things are really fun. And it's really fun this year because in, even in 4A, 5A, and 6A, you could probably say, oh, I like St. James or I like Miege or I like, you know, Eudora's playing really well. And then in 5A, oh, I like Aquinas and Mill Valley. But there are no guarantees. And the same thing in 6A too. So should be a fun one. And we are looking forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you, guys. All right. That is Ryan Walls from GoPowerCat.com. And of course, he does work for us as well. Okay, that wraps up our Kansas Hour. When we come back, we will jump across the state line and start talking about the Missouri District Championship round. You're listening to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. <laughs> 